The Flames were oh so kind to do some charity work for the Toronto Maple Leafs, but now can the Edmonton Oilers please return the favor? Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Lockdown Flames. As always, I am your host, Jess Belmosto, and thank you so much for joining me here today on this fabulous Friday, or whenever you're listening. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Right now, today, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. Today, we're going to talk about the Flames regression, the Oilers' recent success, and a little update from Elliot Friedman on where Flames management is at in terms of approaching the trade deadline that is seven weeks away. And make sure you're subscribed to Lockdown Flames wherever you get your podcasts. That way, you never miss a show and you can find us here five days a week. The Flames. What was that last night? That was such a brutal rewatch. I don't know what happened. It was, you could have told me that that was a game from October and I, or early November, and I probably would have believed you simply because of the mistakes and the amount of mistakes that they made. Blowing that two goal lead was clearly detrimental. Giving up one goal, sure, whatever, but when you allow one of their best players, if not the best player, <laughs> to get a hat trick and the third goal is kind of very mm, attainable goal, um, y- you kind of lose me. And that's when that's when people start giving up. And I, I don't blame them for it. I think that the Flames have played very well recently. But last night, it just looked like a game from October or early November. They did have that surge in the third period, I guess you could call it, where Connor Zari did score, but it was called back due to a questionable call, thanks to Toronto and a hand pass. I, I don't know. I'm not the script writers were writing, if you will. I am also wildly, wildly devastated to see the Connor Zari injury or Connor Zari just because of the way his career has been affected by concussions. Obviously, concussions, you know, going headfirst into the board is no joke. You, whether that's your first concussion or your sixth, like there is no denying that that is going to quite literally rattle your brain and it throws you for a loop. Concussions, I don't know if any of you have ever had a concussion, but I had a minor one and I, I don't know how people do it. And I certainly don't know how they go out and play sports with them because I just, I needed to sit. It was like I was on the teacups at Disney the entire two weeks. I am happy to hear though that sounds like he'll be just, it's not season ending as of right now. That is the kind of initial prognosis and he should be back after the all-star break, which the kid deserves a break. I mean, (laughs) he's been going so 
hard for the Flames since the end of October. I'm sure that he will be, you know, missing the, the game so much, but I'm sure his body will thank him for taking that time to rest. And with his history of concussions, I couldn't help but think of a few things. He is a very young player and wears a tinted visor due to the effects of multiple concussions. Obviously, it's a license, light sensitivity. And then with that, I immediately jumped to Nolan Patrick, who hasn't officially retired, but is very uh, removed, I would say, from the professional NHL level of games. It's been a few years since he's played, and that's tough. That is so hard to think that someone so young is, I don't want to say giving up, because that their career has had severe, severely been impacted by concussions and repeated uh, TBIs. And then, and then, I thought about Mark Savard. For those of you who maybe uh, don't know or might be a little bit younger, Mark Savard had a long history of concussions as a player, and his career ended due to a hit from Matt Cook that you he knew. He knew it was over as soon as he stepped off the ice and put the towel over his eyes uh, to he knew. And part of me wonders if Savard and Pospisil have had conversations regarding the impacts of concussions and I'm, moments of encouragement, I'm sure, because it's not easy. And not only are you like bruising your brain, there are psychological and cognitive effects of repeated concussions, uh, as we've seen with NFL players. We will see with NHL players maybe someday, but right now, CTE doesn't exist in the NHL. Bringing it back to last night's game, Dylan Dubé and AJ Greer were benched and did not play a single shift after being on the ice for the Leafs' second goal. So the goal that tied the game defensive liabilities. What was AJ Greer doing? <laughs> Why did they push him into the Leafs bench like that? But it, mm, your fourth line can't be doing that. No one is saying you expect them to score 10, 11, 10, 15 goals a year. That, while that would be nice, that's not what a fourth line does. And the Flames fourth line doesn't do anything particularly well. And it's hard because they do no, that is that is a complete lie. They do not play defense well. So that's <laughs> I guess if you want that counts for something. It's so bad. And AJ Greer has been pretty good this season. Dylan Dubé can't say the same. Cannot say the same. And if you search his name on Twitter, you will get the same results. And earlier. I think it was last week or the week before when he was scratch healthy scratched. Uh, Huska was kind of like, oh, well, a lot of that's my fault because I've been the one limiting his minutes. And while that is such like a saving face answer, I there's a reason his minutes have been limited. We don't need to be rocket scientists to figure this out. Obviously, you're smart enough to be an NHL coach. You can put two and two together. 
And the call out on the sloppy neutral zone play that led to Toronto's goals. And what do we remember from the start of the season? They could not have any sort of stability. <laughs> there, there was no uh, clean zone entries for the Flames. They could not skate past the neutral zone. And when you are creating that many mistakes in the neutral zone against a particularly good team, you're you're going to find yourself in trouble. And we're going to talk more about being in trouble coming up after this break. Uh, we're going to talk all about the Edmonton Oilers coming to town and they're red hot on their 12-game win streak. And we will be back right after this. But I do want to talk to you about one of my favorite sponsors that we have as well as uh, an app that gets a lot of uh, usage on my phone. <laughs> and that would be FanDuel. The NFL regular season has wrapped up, but there is still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is super easy to use and has a great interface for users. It's user-friendly and you can cash out instantly. It's great. Trust me. Uh, they do have different features and different ways to bet on the games with live same game parlays. Find bets in the new explore tab. Make a parlay in the parlay hub the best way to find popular parlays and more. So visit fanduel.com slash locked on and make your bet your first bet a layup. We're driven by search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million globally uh, global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find a quality candidate fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employer, employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to the other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show, you will get a $75 credit or $75 sponsored job credit to get your job more visibility at indeed.com slash locked on. Just go to indeed.com slash locked on right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Thanks everyone for hanging out with me today 
on Lockdown Flames. Make sure you're subscribed to the show wherever you're getting your podcasts and on YouTube. And feel free to join in on the conversation. I always appreciate seeing y'all in the comments on YouTube. One, One thing that I was shocked about was seeing that the Oilers are on a 12-game win streak. They have not lost a game this month, and to me, that is absolutely incredible. I really feel bad for their opponents, and they look to make it 13 in a row against the Flames tomorrow, and it is no secret that the Oilers are the better team here. A healthy McDavid has done wonders for the team. And he's he got a little bit banged up at the start of the season where he was playing, I don't want to say his worst hockey because I don't feel like that's fair to say, but he was averaging under a point per game. We don't know Connor McDavid to be like that. He has just played out of his mind since healing up and playing a good, healthy game. It's been a delight to see and... We talked about it on yesterday's show, but if you have the chance to go see Connor McDavid, do yourself a favor and pay the money to go see Connor McDavid play hockey in the flesh. He did miss the Heritage Classic, which I believe was the last time these two teams met. And I think the Flames missed that game too, to be entirely honest. But regardless, the Oilers are coming to town tomorrow and that's something to be worried about. Right now, they have the fourth best power play in the league, and that is going to be a true challenge for the Flames because their penalty kill, while it's strong, you know that Leon Dreisaitl is not afraid to score on the power play, and he he does. (laughs) So their penalty kill is ranked 10th, which does not bode well for the Flames power play in the slightest. I mean, we've talked about it before. You could be ranked 32nd and you are not a threat to the Flames. Like, the Flames aren't a threat to you in the slightest. So, special teams can obviously still use some work on the Flames side of things. But I'm really excited to watch the Flames uh, penalty kill against the Oilers' power play. I mean, I would prefer if we don't see it at all. but. It's the Flames. They're, they're really good at sending us, uh, sending themselves to the penalty box. I cannot believe the difference in Stuart Skinner since, number one, I dropped him from my fantasy team because of how poorly he was playing. But number two, since the end of November. Uh, so he has played 31 games this season with a 904 save percentage with two shutouts. The first 15 games, so or sorry, 14 games from start to Friday, November 24th, he played those 14 games and had an 875 save percentage. Yes, 875. Since that it, He's played 17, there have been 17 games where that he has played, and he has a 926 save percentage. That is an incredible jump. That is an incredible bounce back after the start to the season that he had. And 
I'm impressed. I'll take it. That's, you know, it's going to be interesting to try to watch them get some by him. That is for certain. And then the other thing. You, the other thing here that I constantly think about is how these two teams played against each other in the playoffs two years ago. The Flames are an, are an entirely different team now. The Oilers, are, they still have the key pieces that they had. But Flames are obviously missing Matthew Kachuk and Johnny Gaudreau, who were such important parts of that series. Makes me nervous. <laughs> there is only one line that truly challenges the McDavid line, and that would be the Mangiapane, Backlund, and Fullman line. I think that they they didn't really get matched up against the starting lineup for Edmonton until it was too late in the series, really. And I appreciated the amount of energy and effort they took and put into this. It was obviously not enough from everyone contributing. And I'm not saying it's going to be any different this time. In fact, it may be worse. But it's just nice to see competitiveness between these two teams. And I am interested to see if Huska has Manju Pani's line matched up against Connor McDavid's line. It is very frustrating to me. Like we said this all through yesterday's episode was, you know, Connor McDavid has to be put in a box of his own because of how much star power he has and the ability, the talent, like it is unreal. And of course he's going to run away with the heart trophy every year because of how good he plays and the capabilities he has. That's not a knock to anyone on any team. Like there's, there's you and then there's Connor McDavid. There, there's only one Connor McDavid in the world, and I'm sure of it. Coming up next, we are going to wrap up the show with some pre-trade deadline updates on the Flames approach and some predictions, because who doesn't love, hopefully, being proved wrong? And we will talk about that right after this break. The Jace case is a five pack di- pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including not limited to UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, and among others. Getting sick can happen to any of us, and it's kind of frustrating getting sick at the drop of a dime, and you don't really feel it coming until it's too late and you want to be prepared and you want to have this medication readily available for you. So all you have to do to get your Jace case is visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board certified physician and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared go to jacemedical.com and use offer code locked on to get $20 off of your order. That's locked on at jasemedical.com. 
Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to today's episode of Locked on Flames. As always, I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, and I'm so happy to be here with you. I hope you are staying warm because it is cold out there, and maybe we need the hot stove cranked up because the flames sure aren't doing anything. It is seven weeks until the trade deadline, and you hear rumblings of Minnesota maybe trading Marc-Andre Fleury to the Hurricanes, and you start to wonder, what, what, about, what about the team with all the UFAs? <laughs> what about them? Do you, do you guys want some? And with the news of the Flames really not doing a full rebuild, according to Elliot Friedman, there's going to be a different approach to the trade deadline. They are not going to be buying And if they're buying, it's probably rentals that do not, they are not in any position to go out and make a splash during the trade deadline. And I don't think they they want to or need to. They need the season to end, to, to draft, and they need to draft. They need to start going forward with their ideas. And you can say you don't want to trade X, Y, and Z. Or, or you want to trade X, Y, and Z, and you don't want to let all of these guys walk, but you're okay if this one walks. Like You have to have a very clear picture. And I, I still think that the Flames are not in focus in terms of, I guess, following through with their plans of not rebuilding. How are you going to retool on the fly? You don't have the same amount of talent as a team like Texas to do it as quickly and successful as they did. I would imagine their biggest piece that they are looking to move is, of course, Elias Lindholm. It is still up in the air. There have not been any updates. There have not been any rumors about Elias Lindholm's extension or contract or any of that until now on this podcast when we're starting to speculate but there's been nothing verified or confirmed and to me that says they're looking for a trade and speaking of trades they're not trading Chris Tanev unless they get an unbelievable offer Chris Tanev is the glue of the Flames penalty kill as well as you know, he is such an important teammate and he is able to elevate his partner's game as well and help them find a whole new game. And I think that that's so important, especially with the way that the Flames third pairing, the rotate, the never ending rotating door of defensemen has been playing. They, Jordan Osterley should be punted across into space something because he has cost the team plenty of goals. And if I had a pretty little bar graph, I would show you, but I was talking with someone and Osterly, Osterly uh, just has not had a good season and it's much better, much better if they don't have him. And I think Chris Tanev is someone that does provide that stability to the blue line, not saying Mackenzie Weger and Rasmus Anderson can't hold it down by themselves, but there is Chris Tanev is just a pure defenseman. He does not try to shoot. 
if he if there is a puck near him, it is because it is blocking off of ricocheting off of some point in his body, and I, that's fine. I would much rather have a defenseman like that than someone who doesn't do that. <laughs> I think that you know with Tory Krug when he was with the Bruins, he oftentimes found himself out of position. The same way Noah Hannafin has found himself out of position and when they're trying to score or they're playing defense, but they're kind of playing like a forward because they're only acting like a net front presence in front of their net, their own net, not the net they're trying to score in. And it just, it is a whole mess just because you allow one bad goal. You're going to allow more. You're going to do that. And speaking of Noah Hannafin, I would not be shocked if they extend him. I hope I'm wrong. But as of right now, uh, all signs are kind of pointing towards that. I think that Eric Francis has done a lot of legwork for the team, trying to ease the Band-Aid getting ripped off when that news of an extension is announced. Because people don't want him extended for a long period of time. He's 25 years old. You sign him through seven years and that's, you know, 32. And while that's not old to us, that is very old to hockey players in terms of their longevity and lifespan in the sport. I hope I'm wrong. I don't see the Flames targeting anyone they really aren't in a position to be targeting anyone so it would be nice if they focused on selling and getting some sort of vision together but that will do it for today's episode of lockdown flames thank you all so much for tuning in and making lockdown flames part of your day you can get the show wherever you listen to your podcasts as well as youtube i'd love to hear from you in the comments and what you think the score against the Oilers will be. Thank you, everyone, and stay safe, stay warm, stay dry, put on some chapstick.